Oh, you got to stay awake for this one. I'm Bill Schaefer along with Mark Middleton here on Growing Boulder. And you've heard the saying, if you snooze, you lose. Well, that's not altogether accurate. In fact, getting a good snooze, well, you really need that for your overall health. It turns out, Bill, that as a general rule of thumb, people in good health do tend to sleep well, whereas regular sleeping problems can indicate underlying health problems, either physical or mental, which is why we're pleased to welcome a noted sleep expert from Florida Hospital and its Healthy 100 program, Dr. Celia Lima. Hey, Doc, how are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be here with you guys. Boy, you sound like you got a good night's sleep. I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a topic that, that is universal. Before we talk about improving our sleep habits, tell us how common sleep disorders are, and is there any correlation between sleep disorders and age? Well, that's a very interesting uh, question. Actually, sleeping disorder is more common than most think, uh, most people think because um, we tend to take for granted, like, you no, know, go to sleep, you wake up in the morning and get on with the day. But many people have issues uh, keeping a good night of sleep, and uh, sometimes in the morning they are not refreshed and ready to go for the day. And there are some underlying conditions that might be affecting the sleep that many people don't realize. What, what are some of those? Well, um, mainly um, we need to make sure that before you jump in to say you have insomnias or sleep disorders like sleep apnea, you have to make sure that you have a good workout with your primary care practitioner to make sure you don't have any other underlying problems such as um, uh, imbalance with your thyroid um, hormones. Sometimes uh, anemia could cause you to have you know uh, problems with sleep and most uh, people will uh, deal with some kind of sleep disorders um, uh, related to stress, and that could be from many uh, causes. So, so, doctor, do you always know it when you have a sleep problem? For example, and I'm thinking there's a lot of people like this, sometimes my wife will say, oh, you must have had a terrible night. You were flopping and flipping and jumping and gasping and kicking, and I'll say, I didn't know there's a difference at all. Well, that's very common. I see patients every day in my office that are brought in by the spouse. And the patient says, I don't know why I'm here because I think I sleep well, I don't have any problem. But the spouse uh, uh, tells me, oh, no, you know, he kicks and, you know, like, like just you said, you know, he snores and, you know, gasps for air. And um, the spouse is a very good source of information because they sometimes are disturbed by the way the partner is sleeping in bed. So, yes, it is true that uh, many times the person does not perceive as a problem. But many times they do because the way they feel sluggish and sleepy during the day, that could be as well an indication. I know we're all individuals, Doc, and there's got to be some, some variation here. But in general, as a rule of thumb, how much sleep do we all need and what can happen to us if we don't get it? That's a very good question, and depends on the source of information. You're going to have different numbers, but mostly between seven and nine hours would be a, um, a good night of sleep. Uh, if some people go a little bit over nine, that would be too much sleep and might cause a reverse effect. And under seven, some people can go a little under seven and function well, but usually you need between seven and nine hours of sleep. Something I've also heard bandied around, is it possible, could it actually be that there's a correlation between not getting enough good sleep and, and even things like cardiac issues? 
Oh, definitely. There are many researchers that uh, back up uh, this topic, uh, especially heart disease. Um, high blood pressure uh, is well documented that has a correlation with sleep apnea. And many people, after correcting the sleep apnea, they have a better control of um, blood pressure issues. Some patients even get off uh, blood pressure medication after correcting sleep apnea. So it's well uh, documented, the correlation with uh, cardiac arrhythmias. And also people with sleep apnea, uh, basically obstructive sleep apnea, uh, they have a high risk for strokes and heart attacks. You know, it would seem that if you're uh, awake, you're burning more calories than if you're asleep. But I've also read that there is a correlation between getting too little sleep and gaining weight. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a hot topic, especially with the uh, nationwide problem with obesity. Uh, people that don't get enough sleep, they, they do have a tendency to uh, gain weight and or to have problems losing weight. Um, it has a, a, you know, a whole medical explanation behind it, but I'm not going to get into the details. But basically, people that don't get enough sleep, they have uh, what we call sleep deprivation. They might um, have problems losing weight, and also the way they feel refreshed during the day, uh, the energy level is not there to keep them active enough to, you know, go to the gym or even to, you know, go around the day. So, yes, if you don't have enough sleep, you might have a problem to maintain a, a, a good weight. Doc, what a great topic this is. You know, and, and I'm sure if you ask people, none of us think we get enough sleep. But, but how do we know the difference between being a whiny baby about it and needing to go get medical attention for it? Well, um, that's very personal, actually. Uh, when you think about how much uh, sleep is a good sleep for you, um, I usually tell my patients, um, try to measure how much sleep do you need during a vacation time. If you go you know, away, you're not worrying about time to get up to go to work or put the kids you know, out to school, things like that, just see how much sleep do you need uh, through the night that you're relaxing. And that might be an indication of how much sleep do you need on a regular basis. And some people might go, you know, a couple of nights with less sleep than they need. And we've all been there, you know, with stress, with work, and, you know, so many uh, competing um, activities for our time. We might go a couple of nights without the regular uh, required sleep. And you might be able to catch up, you know, over the weekend or something like that. But if you do that on a regular basis, it will come back to you and be detrimental for your health overall. So, yeah, it's very personal, and you might be able to uh, figure out yourself because if you see that you sleep in seven and a half hours and you wake up refreshed and ready to go, that might be, you know, your number. And also, if you want to be more specific, you want to see how many um, cycles of sleep do you need during the night? Because basically we have uh, the cycles with um, stage one, two, three, four. Some, some people don't get to four, the deep sleep, and then they go up for REM, which is the rapid eye movement when you're dreaming. Those cycles usually is about an hour and a half each one. So most, most people do well with four or five cycles, but it might be that you get away with less or a little bit more. So, you know, if you want to be really specific, you might get into those details, and it's very interesting. She is Dr. Celia Lima, a noted sleep expert from Florida Hospital. And, folks, uh, getting a good night's sleep is critical. If you'd like more information on creating and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, just check out Healthy100.org. 